Hello and welcome to Chairside Live. I'm your host, Megan Strong. Thanks for joining us today. Here's a look at what's going on in this episode. Dr. Mershon is discussing material choices for when you need to cover that dark stump. It's all about the showdown between monolithic crowns and dark stump shades. How can we mask them? Let's check out her clinical battle strategy. Over to you, Dr. Mershon. Thank you, Megan. On today's episode, I would like to talk about challenges that any dentist could face when presented with a discolored single tooth restoration in the aesthetic zone. Many times after removing an old restoration from a tooth that has been previously treated endodontically, we are confronted with a dark prep or a metal post. This episode will compare and contrast a metal ceramic obsidian pressed to metal crown and a lithium silicate all ceramic obsidian crown as feasible options to restore tooth number nine. This patient came to me with a seven-year-old old ceramic crown on tooth number nine that has become noticeable when talking or smiling. During my initial examination, I could tell that over time the stain has washed out enough to make the crown stand out against the adjacent teeth. A strong issue that shows up is the translucency of the incisal edge. The deep translucency and shade along with the surface texture and luster did not match her natural contralateral incisor. Looking at this photo, you can also see that the incisal edges didn't line up. Additionally, the current radiograph shows an existing root canal sealed with amalgam, contributing to the overall low value of the existing crown. As a dentist, I know that when restoring an anterior single tooth, aesthetics takes precedence and care must be taken when selecting the material. Communication with the lab is critical. As a certified dental technician, I have learned that a good photo showing information about surface texture and luster has as much importance as the shade or value. With every case you send to your lab, I can't stress enough the importance of including a pre-up impression or model, initial photos of the existing dentition, photo of selected shade tabs, and also pictures of final preps with the selected stamp shade. In my experience, the success of a final restoration does not rely entirely on the selected material itself, but more so on the capability of the technician handling the material. You will see how crowns of two different classes of materials made by two different technicians have similar results because proper tooth form, surface texture, and luster were created. After pictures were taken, Periodontal probings are recorded. I proceed with the removal of the old restoration using a zircator burr. To prevent harming the gingiva, I sometimes use a tissue retractor. Very often, when removing bonding restoration, in addition to the vertical cut, I may need a supplementary horizontal cut to be able to remove a more stubborn piece. Because of a dark dentin, layered porcelain over an opaque core such as metal or zirconia could be an option. However, layered porcelain still seems more likely to chip away from the layered zirconia or PFM crown than it does from an obsidian pressed to metal. However, for a desirable outcome of an all ceramic restoration, internal bleaching or opaque application to mask the dark dentin are aspects to be addressed. Because the very large access used by the endodontist, any attempt to remove this amalgam will be very risky. 
Therefore, internal bleaching didn't make sense to me. Literature reports a relapse of a high as 50% after five years with internal bleaching, so I would be at risk if I use a translucent monolithic restoration. The value of such restorations would significantly decrease if the tooth relapses. In this case, since I have a TP prep, I decided to mask the dark prep with a product like Pinko Picker and rebuild the overly prepared abutment for a better retention as this will be a more predictable option. When you choose to mask an endodontically dark prep, a metal post or a tetracycline stained dentin in order to avoid lowering the value of an old ceramic crown, you may need to additionally prepare the tooth. In such cases, more preparation may be required to provide restorative space to mask the dark stump coloration when utilizing opaque masking resin. This additional prepping will provide the room without compromising the minimal material thickness of the final restoration, but it could weaken the tooth's structural integrity. A better option may just be to choose a metal ceramic crown. After preparing the dental surface for bonding, I chose this light curing dental resin from Cosmodent to cover the darkest area of the dentin. This tooth was already overly prepped, so after curing the opaque, there was room for the titanium core to rebuild and form a more retentive preparation for a long-lasting restoration. Now that the build-up material is cured, I reshaped the prep with fine diamonds and made sure I have sufficient clearance on the lingual. Here I'm using a 1.5 millimeter thick silicone tap that my assistant will load with ink from a strip of troll foil articulation paper. If there is minimal bleeding, then I can control it with astringent. Then I will move on to take the final impression using the dual core technique and anatomical compact caps. This cotton will control moisture and provide pressure to further stop the bleeding and support the impression taking process. I use Glidewell's medium and heavy body capture impression material. Once the impression material has set, the tray was removed from the patient's mouth. We can see the nice contrasting colors between the two materials and that allows for a quick visual examination of the margins and surface detail. It is very difficult for the technician to make aesthetically pleasing restoration if we don't provide them with good pictures of the preps and stamp shade. Additionally, there is a chance that the technician won't make a successful restoration if the picture doesn't provide surface detail of the contralateral tooth. Besides shade and tooth contour, the surface texture details are very important. You can get away with discrepancy in value if these are done correctly. My RDA, Will Schmidt, put the patient in temporary and asked to return in two weeks for the delivery appointment. The lab sent me two different restorations to choose from, an obsidian pressed humeral crown with a labial butt margin and also a pressed lithium silicate or ceramic obsidian crown. Crowns were try-in. Here you can see the obsidian pressed humeral crown and here you can view them both side by side and you can appreciate they have similar results. Note how two different technicians were able to copy the surface texture the luster and the incisal edge details of the contralateral incisor. The tooth on the top is metal ceramic with a labular margin and the one on the bottom is all ceramic. Because I took the extra step to mask the dark prep, I chose obsidian all ceramic as the final restoration. 
The prep was promised. The ground was treated with ivoclean and the tooth surface was prepared. Variolink looting cement was used for its good optical properties and continuous fluoride release. This treatment is a perfect example of how obsidian or ceramic would be a viable option even with a dark stump containing an existing amalgam while maintaining the desired aesthetic outcome of the smile. With just an extra touch of planning and masking utilizing opaque core build-up materials, obsidian full ceramic performs beautifully and produces the end result in the same manner. Due to the obsidian strength of 385 megapascals, it is similar to all other ceramic monolithic options, this material exhibits an ideal combination of aesthetics and strength with translucency that mirrors the vitality of the natural tooth. It is certainly my first choice for single tooth anterior aesthetic, whether it is monolithic or pressed to metal. Thank you for watching. Take it away, Megan. Thank you for that, Dr. Murushan. Those are some good tips. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of Chairside Live. On behalf of everyone here at Glywell Laboratories, thank you for watching, and I'll meet you right back here next time.